All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Project Mormon podcast with me, Connor Mormon. My guest today is Mark Target. Mark grew up in South Florida and now lives in New Jersey. He's a father of six and helps run six companies, including the Cossack Foundation, Homeless Voice, Clamtown Fitness, Indication, Website Security Solutions. He also helps coach people on nutrition, weight loss, time management, and financial freedom. On this episode, we get into how he got into everything he's doing now, how he balances it all, CrossFit, and how he got there, the homeless crisis and the work that he's doing there, and so much more. As always, I truly hope that you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. Thank you for listening, and have a great day. Hey, Mark. How's it going, man? Good, Connor. What's new? Not much. Not much. Uh, What about you? What's you up to today? Well... Uh, today I am just relaxing with the family, uh, did some chores, going to hit the pool up. Nice. You're in New Been Jersey, a busy right? week. New Jersey, right? Yeah. So the sun only comes out in New Jersey for about two weeks. So we really have to soak it in. Um, it's here now. So looking forward to it. Yeah. So weather's nice. Yeah. Yeah. In the eighties today. Nice. Sun's out. Yeah. That's good. Um, and you have like six kids, right? Didn't you say that? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know all their names yet. I'm still learning them. <laughs> but um, I have six kids. They're from ages eight all the way to 18 and about two to three years in between. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah. That's what everyone tells me. Just but <laughs> if you if you talk to other people that have large families – yeah. They'll say the same thing after three. It just no longer makes a difference. I, so I remember, you know, at one point, you know, we had our third child and it was, I looked over at my wife and she had one baby. I had one baby. And then there was another baby just kind of running around. And at that point I was like, they outnumber us. Yeah. And it's like, you have a baby. I have a baby. Who's going to take care of this baby? And, um, you know, but, but what happens after your fourth kid, the older one watches the younger one and and everyone just kind of falls in line. So, yeah, I mean, eight to 18, that's just a whole wide range of problems and different things that they're going through. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Absolutely. Nice. So, uh, can you just tell me a little bit about yourself kind of growing up and like what sports you played, stuff like that, where you went to school? Yeah, so I grew up in South Florida, went to an all-Baptist school in high school. I didn't play that many sports. I played sports sporadically, so I played, you know, peewee football. I did wrestling for a little while. I did – we didn't have ice hockey, but we had rollerblade hockey. Played a little bit of soccer, um, a little bit of football in high school, not too much. So – uh, that is my sports background as far as that goes. Nice. Did you play sports in college? I played rugby in college. Okay. So it's, I, you know, I've never, you know, before playing rugby, I, I never even knew what it was, but it's basically a mixture of soccer and football combined. Mm. And I, I still don't know all the rules. I played play for one season. It was a lot of fun. I remember that. Yeah, that group, I remember that, like, team in college was just crazy. 
people yeah. are wild. Is it like yeah. that for you too? Well, yeah, and there's no pads. There's no yeah, helmets. Exactly. There's there's nothing like that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's hilarious. Um, how, where in South Florida did you grow up? Like Miami? Not my well, Miami is about forty minutes down the road. So Fort Lauderdale area, okay. Hollywood, Pembroke Pines. Gotcha. So when, whenever you see the the weather map and you look at the bottom of uh, South Florida, and it's like everything else is bad weather, but that little tiny part at the bottom is always seventy to eighty degrees. Yeah, that's okay. where I live. Gotcha. And now you're in New that's Jersey, where I was. Where it's not like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not sure what happened. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So what did you end up going to school for and what did you want to do? And then what did you end up doing? Wow. So, um, I went, you know, right from high school, I went into community college and I hated it. So I, you know, I, I went to, I went to college because that's what you were supposed to do after high school, you know, especially in my generation, it was just like, it, it was basically you went into the army or you went into college and those were, were the two options. So I went to community college and I just, I just didn't like it. Maybe because there was no structure and I had, you know, classes sporadically. So I, I really didn't go to class after a couple of weeks and I just kind of basically did whatever I wanted to do. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> and then did, you, did you like go to a different school then or what'd you do? Yeah. So a couple of years, you know, down the road, I really wasn't doing anything with my life. I was just kind of hanging out, um, doing what we do in Florida. And I had an opportunity to go to, it was a Catholic college in the middle of Ohio, a place called Steubenville. Okay. Never heard of the place, but there is basically nothing there. I remember the grocery store was, or the convenience store was called convenience store. <laughs> and I remember the only job opportunities there was maybe like the, the Kroger and the subway, but it was a, a Catholic college in the middle of nowhere. And like I said, I, I, there was nothing else going on. So I'm like, let me just, I'll, I'll go up to Ohio hmm. and, and see what it's all about. And that was it. <laughs> well, <laughs> I met my I met my wife there. Okay, so that was awesome. That. Yep, and I still pulled the same thing. I went to co- I went to classes, and I was like, I I just don't. I'm just not enjoying myself. And for me, if I'm not enjoying, if I'm not passionate about what I'm doing, it it's very hard for me to continue if I don't see the other side. Hmm. But what I did do is I my second semester in Ohio, I decided to take classes that I was interested in. Mm -hmm. And at that point, my wife got herself pregnant. And so I knew that we were going to be looking for houses. And so I just took a bunch of real estate classes. So appraisals, um, you know, there, I think there was like four different types of real estate classes uh, that they offered there. And I took all of them and I, went to every class and I, I remember I got straight A's and all that stuff. So that told me, you know, um, I just, I just need to just do whatever, like I enjoy doing. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you think people would be a little better off if they chased the things that they love doing or were passionate about a little more? 
Yeah, yeah. And and the other thing I think about is, you know, when I did that transition to college, mm -hmm. I had that mindset of, you know, I have to be very careful of what I pick yep. because that's going to be my life forever. That's a crazy and thought. That's, but it's that's what I truly yeah. – that was my my thought pattern there is like – and so I was almost, it was almost fear-based of, I don't want to pick the wrong thing. Yeah. Cause and, that's wild. You know, come to, Cause that's yeah, come to realize. Thing. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, come to realize as an adult, you can change your career at any time. Yeah. But when you're 18, it's a scary thought. Cause you think, yeah. you do think that you're like, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. <laughs> yep. And if I pick the wrong thing, I'm going to be miserable forever. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You can you can change whenever you want. Really, you're an adult. Yeah, <laughs> you can do yep. whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. My buddy and I always talk about that. We're like, yeah, we're adults. We can literally do whatever we want right now. <laughs> Pretty, you know, within reason. <laughs> right, within reason. That that's the uh, the other part. <laughs> but it's funny. It's like, oh yeah, you don't have to like do school or anything anymore. You just do yeah. What if you want to go and have pizza for dinner? You can go have pizza for dinner. No one's stopping you. Yeah. But, um, so real estate, that's what you got into first. That was like, that's what you liked in school. I did. Yeah. I did. So I, I did that for a whole semester. I didn't, I didn't get my real estate license. I just liked having that information. Mm -hmm. And I realized about myself that I enjoy just learning. And it's almost once I'm good at something, I get bored of it. Okay. And then I have to learn something else. So you got bored of real estate at some point? I, I did. I, I don't I don't I didn't get into real estate. I just got into real estate because I knew that I would be looking into houses, buying gotcha. houses for us, you know, building a family. Yeah. And I and I probably didn't know what else to take. Mm -hmm. And that was the only thing that was somewhat relevant gotcha. at that time in my life. Mm -hmm. And just like you can use it like you're gonna be like you said, you're buying houses throughout your life, so it's just good to know. Good stuff to know. Yeah. General. Yeah. I think in between high school and college, I remember I used to, I don't know if you ever remember this show was called, it was called pimp my ride. Okay. And it was yeah. this, yeah, it was this TV show where they would take these cars and they, they would make them beautiful. And so in the back of my brain, I was like, I want to be a car mechanic. Mm. And I thought about this for two years, Oh wow! but I never did anything about it. And, um, I remember a, a friend of a friend, owned a car mechanic place and he was like you want to be a car mechanic i'm like yeah he was like all right show up tomorrow i was like awesome i get there and he was like take this engine out of this car and at the end of the day my hands are like covered in grease <laughs> i was like sweating because everything was done outside and somewhere about midday i realized that i don't want to be a car mechanic mm -hmm. Like that wasn't for me, yeah. but for two years, yeah. it was in my brain that that's what I wanted to do. Uh -huh. And so that taught me things like, you know, I can learn from the process of elimination, mm. yeah. right? I can, I can figure out what I don't want yeah. and, and narrow it down into what I do want. But what was that like two years of building it up in your head and then you're like, this is what I thought it was going to be, <laughs> <laughs> you know? It, yeah, I had no other plans at that point. <laughs> that was it. That's funny. 
So after you got done with rugby, what kind of stuff were you doing for fitness? And then how did you eventually find CrossFit? So I put fitness in the background. So, you know, after college, me and my wife, we moved down to South Florida for a little bit. She really wasn't enjoying being away from her family. She has two brothers, a sister. She has a wonderful family. And, you know, we had one small child at that point. So we decided to move to New Jersey. And we were staying at her parents' house. And so I had a primary job. And I had a secondary job. And I think I started going to school again or or doing some kind of online courses or whatever was available. And then I remember I came home with a gym membership. And I'm like, hey, I got a gym membership. And I remember she told me she was like, you're already gone. You know, you have two jobs, you're yeah. going to school. And it was, and she was like, you know, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. You can't. And so I, I put that away. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I worked out, you know, in high school, a little bit in college, I enjoy working out. But at that time, it just, it just wasn't, um, I just had to make a choice, yeah. you know, so. <clears throat> so it was nothing for a while. It it was nothing from the age of 24 years old until 32-ish. Oh, wow. That's a long yeah. time. It was a very long time. <laughs> and then is that when you found CrossFit eventually? So, yes and no. It, it was around that time. I was, I was a heavy smoker. Okay. I was, you know, I wouldn't say extremely overweight, but I was, you know, I'm, I'm five foot 10. I was pushing 215. Okay. So I was, I was on that edge, Yeah. you know, where <clears throat> it, it could keep going the other way. And, you know, I remember, you know, I, I love working. It's, it's a joy. It almost doesn't matter what I'm doing. As long as I enjoy what I'm doing, I just keep working. Someone call it maybe like a workaholic. Hmm. You know, I don't know. I call it making money. <laughs> um, but, you know, I'm 32 years old. I'm smoking a pack of cigarettes every single day. I'm eating whatever I want. I'm becoming obese. I can't breathe. I'm getting sick a lot, right? Okay. So that, that's what I remember. I'm getting sick multiple times a year. My, my throat's hurting. And there was this one day where I'm sitting in my room and I can't talk because my throat's inflamed so much. Mm. And, and I, and I was, I remember sitting there with my thoughts and it was like, you know, a lot of things were telling me. So little background story, a lot of the males in my family die around 40, 45, 50. Right. And so knowing this, I just assumed that, the same thing would happen to me because of genetics. Mm. Right. And I remember sitting there one, one day, you know, I was 32 years old. My throat could, was closed up. I couldn't talk. I couldn't even smoke. And that's how bad it was. Mm. And I remember thinking, you know, am I going to, is this it? Like, is this the beginning of the end? And, um, I started feeling better about two days later and I had, and at that point I had two days of not smoking. And I remember that. So it was like, 
you know, can I continue this? You know, can I keep going? Because I had this other thought in my brain of, okay, you know, if I'm supposed to pass away when I'm 45, 50, it was like, what if I change some things today? Mm. Like, I don't want to get up to 45, 50 and be like, all right, that's that. Like, what if I make some changes, like not tomorrow, not next week, like right now. And I could, I picture like a fork in the road, Mm -hmm. right? And I can keep on continuing, you know, with what I'm doing and I'll still get what I always got or, you know, there's this way out because I already got 48 hours of not smoking. Can I, can I keep on going? And that's how my fitness started for me because every time I wanted a cigarette, I went for a walk. Every time I wanted a cigarette, I drank some water. And so yeah. I think a week, a weekend, I'm like going for like five walks a day. I'm drinking almost a half a gallon of water. And that's how my fitness started. And you just started feeling better just by doing that. Yeah. And then walking turned into running. Okay. And then I remember having this thought, like anytime I would want to go back to my old ways, it was, I, I told myself that if, if I start smoking again, like, and this is, this is happening on my run because the other 23 hours sucked, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because I truly enjoy the whole, everything about smoking and eating and working, like all that stuff together. But it was that one hour a day where I said, you know, if I do go back to smoking, like I'm not going to run anymore. Mm-hmm. And I felt so good when I was working out. Mm-hmm. And so that's what kept me going for and you know, up until now, like mm. I'm, I'm still doing that. Just my workouts change. Yeah. 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 So you got into running. Did you just, it's just funny. Like every, that's like what everybody does. It's just running. Like what you used to do. I used to run. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the natural like, <laughs> progression. Um, yeah. what did you do like get in the races or anything or long stuff or. Yeah. Five K's were pretty popular back in 2012, 2013. Yeah. You know, they were just everywhere. And so I think my goal was in 2012 was to hit 12 5Ks in 2012. Same thing in 2013, 13 5Ks in 2013. Nice. And that's yeah. that's basically what I did. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And then you eventually got into the CrossFit gym <laughs> at some point. Yeah. Well, before that, I did typical bodybuilding stuff. Gotcha. Yeah. <clears throat> I went in you know, with a group of guys and we all worked out together. I think it started with four of us. Oh yeah. And then it was three of us mm-hmm. and then it was two of <laughs> us and then it was just me. Mm. So I remember like that's almost, I'm not, I wouldn't say like I'm an extreme social person, but I like doing things with other people. Mm, yeah. Right. It's almost like a multitask. I get that social aspect and I'm able to work out. Yeah. So working out by myself, uh, in the gym area was just not fun. And a friend of mine won a CrossFit weekly pass and he wanted me to go with him. So I'm like, yeah, like I'm in. Yeah. The rest is history. Uh, pretty much. Did you like pretty much? Was one of those things you liked right away or did it take some time? No, no, (laughs) (laughs) nope. (laughs) I, I remember walking into the gym and looking around, it was unlike any gym I've ever seen. So 
you know, smaller footprint, a lot less people, but, but the people in there were so athletic mm-hmm. and the things that they were able to do with their body. Like I remember like after my first day, I'm like, I think I'm in the wrong place. I think I'm at a place where these are professional athletes mm. hmm. and they're training like here. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I'm definitely like, I remember I, I got on the GHD machine. I could, and, and everyone's doing their, their GHD ab, ab setups. I couldn't do one. And I'm like, what's wrong with me? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh. Good times. Yeah. Good times. <laughs> it is because, like, to an outsider, it's a weird looking gym. Yeah, like rings hanging well, from the ceiling. Yeah, ball, like, or, um, you know, just stuff that, just random stuff to, to an outside person. Yeah, and I was going to go in and show them how awesome I was. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, so then, you, did you get into coaching first? Or did you open your gym first? No, so I was at that CrossFit gym for three months. And in my other life, my other job, I help run five different nonprofits down in South Florida. One you, of them. You still uh, do that today? I do. Oh, wow. Okay. I do. Okay. So there's uh, five of them. Co- yep. Uh, and they're, they're all based off of two main foundations. So you have the Kozak Foundation and the Kozak Homeless Assistance Center. And then you have lots of different pro- projects from them. <laughs> Homeless Voice. There's a food bank. Uh-huh. So we were, we were moving a shelter from the city of Hollywood and dispersing them throughout the entire state of Florida. Okay. So I, me and my wife and all my kids moved back down to South Florida temporarily for about nine months. And in the middle of doing this project, I didn't want to lose what I started at this other CrossFit gym. And so I, as soon as I got down there, I like prepaid for six months. I'm like, you know, that's how long I'm going to be here. I'm in. And so I continued my journey, you know, down in South Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, and what was like, in terms of the nonprofits and the homeless, um, just that, why, what got you into that? Like why, like the homeless, like foundations? Yeah. So In high school, I needed community service hours to graduate. Mm -hmm. So I hooked up with this person who was just raising money for different organizations. And he was raising money in the street corners. Mm -hmm. So um, I hooked up with him and that's how I did my community service hours. And then he needed people full time. Okay. So... You know, the way you you raised funds back in 1997, you did, couldn't go online, mm-hmm. right? That really <laughs> didn't exist. So you would, we would go car to car uh-huh. or church to church or Walmart's Publix's that's down there, uh, just face to face. And we came out with this newspaper to sell, to raise money mm. uh, for the nonprofits. Mm. So that just built into its own machine yeah. basically. So we would raise money in the streets. We would find homeless people out in the streets. Sean, my business partner would triage them, 
get them into the hospitals. And then we started housing people ourselves. Oh, wow. And then those people that were housed would come out with us to raise money Mm -hmm. and they would raise money for the next people to come in. Mm. That's cool. So it just kept going like that. Yep. Police departments would drop people off hospitals. You know, everyone would just drop people off to Sean because he would just Uh take everybody. Yeah. And you just really enjoyed that. I did. Yeah, I did. It's just, it's, it's an interesting issue, like, especially now because it's just, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and worse and worse. Like, what, what do you think about it? Like, is there a way to solve it? Is there a way to turn the tide and make it better? Yeah. 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 So I think the way to solve it is to create housing. Yeah. Okay. Right. So a lot of people think homeless people are lazy and they should Mm -hmm. just get a job. Yep. That's probably the majority of people like, but you have to understand they're not thinking like us. If, if I became homeless, I would just call a friend and be like, yo, can I stay at your house? Yeah. 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 Right. Mm-hmm. For a little while. Or, you know, can you find me? So they've, they've gone so far down the path. And the reason why it's, I would say 80% of it is some kind of mental illness. Mm. So you figure they've gone so far that, sometimes their families have to detach themselves because of the chaos that it would create in their own homes. Yeah. So to protect their other family members or whoever is living with them, they have to separate themselves from that one person. And it's very sad, but it's very common. Mm-hmm. You know, I've met people that lived on the streets for 10 years, couples living in donkey patches and, you know, and that's normal to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's crazy, especially just because it keeps getting, like, seems to be more and more of a problem as the years go on, you know, like, that just gets more and more people in certain yep. areas, and, especially. Yep, and, you know, when when I worked, you know, when we, we worked with Sean and, and helped getting the homeless off the streets, yep. that was a big thing. They almost needed, like, a mom and a pop, right, a mom and a dad okay. to be like, hey, did you go to your doctor's? Are you taking your medicine? Yeah. Did you eat today? Have you showered? Hmm. Like just those little things like that, 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 that's what they need. Hmm. And I, and I, I, I look at this, like everyone is dysfunctional in their, in their own way. Yeah. We all have our problems. Right. Yep. So their problem, I would call them the housing impaired, Hmm. right? Where they just have a problem keeping a roof over the head. Hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. So you run five different um, organ or work with five different organizations now. So it's two main organizations, and okay. we run five different projects. Gotcha. All kind of doing similar things. Similar stuff. Gotcha. Yep. Housing, food banks, uh, gotcha. media, newspapers. Gotcha. Jobs. All in South Florida. So now it's in the entire state of Florida. Oh wow, that's cool. So when I was down there for that nine month stint, that's what we did. We used to have one main location in Hollywood yeah, and we dispersed it out to multiple locations throughout the state of Florida. Gotcha. Gotcha. Where is it the worst in Florida? I would say, you know, Miami, Fort Lauderdale, like that South Florida area, just because it's so nice. Yeah. You go up to, 
let's say Jacksonville or Tallahassee, it gets cold there. Yeah, a little bit, right? In like winter. Yeah. Yeah, I call it fake Florida because, you know, <laughs> it it could get in the 40s and the 30s yeah. like during the winter time. So, yeah, it's still Florida, but uh-huh. you know, it's not that that 80 degree weather that we all think about. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yep. So you eventually open a CrossFit gym. Yeah. So you after that first day, you liked it enough to keep doing it and then you liked it enough to yeah. actually open a gym. Yeah. Well, when I got back from that trip in South Florida, I went to a Christmas party mm-hmm. and it was, it was my daughter's friends from school. It was their parents. We had nothing going on and we just stopped over there. And I saw one of the coaches mm-hmm. from the original CrossFit gym that I went to. And I thought he was just a full-time CrossFit coach. Yeah. I, I had no idea that <clears throat> the majority of CrossFit coaches are part-time. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I would, and I was like, you know, and I, I remember talking to him for a little while and I was like, have you ever thought about opening up your own gym? He's like, yeah, I, I've thought about it. And I just blurted it out. And I was like, cause this guy was such a great coach. I remember that. Yeah. He wanted to spend so much more time with me than I wanted on my own. Like, yeah. like I would give up before he would give up. Uh-huh. And that's what I remembered. <laughs> And I was, and I just threw it out there. I'm like, Hey, if you ever want to start a CrossFit gym, I don't know too much about CrossFit, but I know about business stuff. So I'm like, you do your CrossFit things. I'll do the business things. And voila, at least that's what I thought at the time. Hmm. So three years later, he sends me a text message. I haven't talked to him. We didn't like nothing happened. Three years later, I get a text message and he's like, you still want to do that? Three, that's crazy. Three years yeah. later, that's like yeah. not, not even a guy you talk to normally. Just right. three years later, out of the blue. Yeah, yep. And uh, with and I was like, yeah. So within a week, my wife is pretty good at finding like real estate stuff. Yeah, we we found a place. We started building. I think we opened up the the CrossFit LLC in April or May, and then we had our soft opening in July. That's awesome. Yeah. And how did that go initially? So initially I, I come to realize that we had no idea what we were doing. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, cause we were like, Hey, like all you got to do is build the gym. People will know that you're here and they'll, they'll, they'll just show up and, and work out. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you think <clears throat> we can get 20 members? I remember. Mm. Cause it was like, okay, if we get 20 members, we don't have to pay the rent anymore. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And uh, we got 20 members and then we got 40 members, okay. I remember. And then it got pretty cramped in there. Yeah. So it took about two years gotcha. to get up to 40 members, maybe a year and a half. Gotcha. Is that where you're at now? Today we're, we're in that 150 member zone. Okay. Nice. And we've, we've, you know, we've gone up as, as high as 220 members right before COVID. Gotcha. And I don't think our coaches like that. I don't think all the owners like that. I, you know, looking back a CrossFit gym for us, like we, I enjoy like knowing everybody's name. Uh It got to be the point where it was like, who is that? Mm. Who is that? Like, mm. 
and you don't know people's injuries and their history and there's no, you know, connection. Yeah. So when COVID hit, we, I started doing some research and it talked about Dunbar's number and it was 150 people that you can memorize in your brain. So the goal when we came out of COVID was one to like survive COVID. Yeah. A lot of gyms went out of business. A lot of businesses Mm -hmm. went out of business during that time. So surviving COVID and coming out. Now we had a clear vision of what we actually wanted. Mm -hmm. So like I said, it's 150 members. Our classes range from anywhere, depending on the time of day. I I would say on average eight people in a class setting. Okay. That's a good number. Yeah. Coaches like that. It's manageable. Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. It is interesting because like one of the big things with CrossFit is the community and is people knowing each other, knowing each other's names and just, just being close with each other. That's like half the reason why some people show up, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, and, and what I didn't count, like what I didn't realize when we first started, you know, this gym is all the relationships like you had brought up, all the relationships that were formed because of the gym. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The friendships. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, lifelong friends. And, and that's to me is the beauty behind the gym. Like, you know, if, if for those who don't know, like there's not a lot of you're not going to become a millionaire running a CrossFit gym. Mm, yeah. Right. Mm. That's that's just so you know if i were to, you know i and, and when i calculate my hours i probably make two dollars an hour hmm. right when you calculate all the hours hmm. that i that i put into it um but all the friendships all the people like that to me is priceless yeah no for sure for sure yeah it's just it's cool like you brought up like the li- lifelong friends and people who would not know each other wouldn't have this friendship without this place. That's pretty cool to me. Yeah. It's pretty, it's yeah. pretty cool. But yeah. yeah, it's just cool. when people are like, like you just see them over the years or months and they just get closer and closer. And then they're like, like the best of friends. And it's just all because of this one place. Yeah. So funny story. Uh, my business partner in CrossFit, his name is Bob. Okay. And we were open for about a year and we had a member come in and his name is Ryan. And uh, Bob comes up to me later. He's like, he's like, he's like, that's my neighbor. He lives across the street. I'm like, okay. And I'm like, he's like, I think he's a drug dealer. Because he has all kinds of crazy people coming in and out of his house all day. Like, mm-hmm. it's, I don't even know what's going on. Right? Come to find out, I, I talked to Ryan, we find out he's a pastor. <laughs> <laughs> So like he has people come visit him. He was counseling and all this kind of stuff. Uh And so now Bob and Ryan are like the best of friends. And and it's such amazing to watch because, you know, they would have lost out if if Bob didn't open up this CrossFit gym, like he wouldn't have been, he might not have became friends with, with Ryan. Uh And um, it's just amazing to, to like see that relationship. Like today. Yeah, that's really cool. And, and and Ryan came to me later. He was like, he's like, I thought Bob was insane because he's out in his sidewalk. Bob did a lot of CrossFit from his house, from his garage. Gotcha. So he's like, I would just open up my door and I'm like, who's this insane guy 
like flipping a tire like down the sidewalk. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so crazy. That is hilarious. <laughs> so you got six kids. You got a lot of stuff going on. Like how do you manage all this stuff? Like you said you like to work, so that that yeah. helps. Yeah, so I, I do a couple of things. So I, I still help run the nonprofits. Yep. I do have an internet security business. Um, you know, we host and secure websites for police departments, townships, schools, and churches. Mm-hmm. And I recently started getting into the house renovation business. Gotcha. So I, I think for me, a, a couple of things. One, I need to connect with business partners, right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's important for me. You have to have like a really good business partner who does the opposite of what you do. Gotcha. Two, managing my time, like blocking out my time. Yeah. So typically on a like a Sunday, like I know exactly how much time and how many hours I'm going to allocate to everything. Gotcha. Right. Yep. And I'm pretty good with systems and implementation. So I I go away a lot. Like I go on vacation probably once every three months. Okay. Family? No family? Both? Uh, mainly family. Okay. I used to do a lot of business trips. Gotcha. And and now um, I. I, I take my whole family with me, but nice. you know, going away does a couple of things. It gives me an opportunity to come out of my life for a second, mm-hmm. look at everything that's going on. Yeah. From seeing how these businesses function without me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And then when I come home, it's like, okay, what didn't get done? Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. And how can I fix that <laughs> in the future? Mm-hmm. Because you know, let, let's say something happens to me and I, and I can't work for a week or two weeks or three weeks. Those businesses need to keep going mm-hmm. with or without me. Are you able to relax when you go away? <laughs> or are you just thinking about that stuff all the time? It depends. I yeah. mean, I've had some vacations where I can't like stop messaging and gotcha. people are like, leave me alone. Like you're yeah. on vacation, go back yeah. to me. And then there's other times where I really detach. Okay. So it all depends on like what's going on on the other side. I'm getting better and better at uh, at that. Gotcha. You know, moving forward. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, you get, you got a lot going on, <laughs> especially with six kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It seems like a lot from an outside <laughs> perspective. It is. But, it is. It managing those six kids is almost like managing all these companies. Yeah, right. It's like another business kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> <way>. yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. And I'm the yeah. CEO of, of the family. Yeah. And, and, uh, I, I can see all the moving parts. Yeah. Like I can see what everyone does. Not mm-hmm. that I'm comparing myself to LeBron James mm. or anything like that, but what makes LeBron special is he knows everyone's roles and responsibilities around him. Mm. Yeah. Right. And I, and I think that's, that's my strength is I understand everyone's roles and responsibilities. Yeah. <clears throat> And that's what, around me. That's what makes the good great, right? Like the people who not only know what they're going to be doing, but they know what the guy next to them is going to be doing or anticipate. Absolutely. Know where they're going to be. Absolutely. In like a sports yeah. term. Like Tom Brady definitely knows yeah. <laughs> where every yeah. single player on his offense, what they're supposed to do, where they're going to yeah. be, you know? So no, very true. Cool. But no, it's cool that you can get away. And that's actually an interesting way to like 
think about vacation. Like you're going away to see where the strengths and weaknesses are, I guess, in the business and what gets done, what doesn't. Yeah. It's all, I always have to have a purpose in what I'm doing. Mm. So, you know, I'm, you know, I don't know when the podcast is getting released, but I'm going away for my birthday. Yeah. I'm going to be gone for about three weeks. Just nothing. Just, I, I'll, you know, I'll take phone calls and be around, but I, you know, th that's the plan. I, I, I don't want to, I'm not going to do any sales at the gym. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I'm going to try not to do any lead nurture at the gym. Um, for the Kozak foundation, I'm going to hand off, you know, all the bookkeeping and the social media and like all those other aspects that I do, yeah. you know, same thing with all those other businesses, just kind of being hands off and mm -hmm. just seeing what happens. Yeah. We'll see. That'll be good though. Yeah. Good for you to get away. Yeah. It'll, it'll either be really awesome or yeah. a complete disaster. <laughs> right. <laughs> Only one way to find yeah. out. So when all your kids are away eventually years down the road, and you're kind of like done, like retired or whatever you want to call it. But do you think you'll just have the gym? Like, do you think that'll ever just be the thing? That's it? No. No. No, that's just, I don't believe that's who I am at the core. Gotcha. Okay. Right. Because I enjoy learning. Yeah. I'm sure I'll find, you know, you know, something else as yeah. well. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. You know, but I, I don't tend to leave jobs, right? I just attend to, I, I basically just acquire more jobs. Yeah. If that makes the, sense. Like most like. people leave their job to get and start one. a new job. You just, yeah. Just keep stacking it <laughs> on top of each other. Um, yeah. 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 It's cool. Um, uh, Vince, how do you, how do you know Vince? How do I know? So me and Vince never worked out in the same gym. Okay. But we had a mutual friend that connected uh, us to yeah and you know right of it right right away me and vince just kind of clicked and we understood each other mm -hmm. so we just got back from uh we did a retreat so we did a uh, uh the name of my gym is Clamtown fitness and nutrition we're located in tucker new jersey so this year we in the middle of february when it's freezing cold we decided yeah. to do a retreat mm. so about 15 of us took off and we went to puerto rico and oh. so he was involved in that, huh. in that process. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. What'd you guys do there? Like... We basically whatever we wanted, okay. right. But we had some, we had some staple activities that yeah. we planned. We didn't want to overwhelm people. So we met up every day for about two hours and we did something. Yeah. Uh, some of us uh, went and worked out in the morning. Uh, some of us went to look at like, you know, just the, the, the tourist stuff, yeah. um, walking down the strip, going out to restaurants, mm -hmm. you know, just kind of enjoying ourselves. Nice. Um, yeah, I just saw Vince. He was just out here in Boulder. Oh, like cool. Two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Yeah. For a big, uh, big fundraiser event. So very cool. He, I think I travel a lot. He definitely travels a lot. Oh, really? I didn't, yeah, yeah. I had no idea. I, I, yeah, he'll like bounce to like some, state and then come back and nobody will even know it's that fast <laughs> yeah he seems to be busy seems like he's got a lot going yeah. on he does he does yeah. too yeah but um all right mark thanks a lot man this was fun yeah this is cool. awesome i know you're busy so thanks for yeah. taking the time glad we could finally make it work 
Yeah, I've only allocated one hour for this podcast, so great. we definitely – That's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got some time to spare too. Perfect. Yeah, man. Sweet. Cool.